minutes. Let's get ready to head to the back in action hotline and talk to uh, the director of athletics. And uh, of course, he's got uh, a lengthy title, and I don't know every word in the title, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But we're just going to call him Timo or athletic director Terry Mahajer. What's up, my friend? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I haven't talked to you for a while. How you been, man? Man, not too bad. You know, last time we chatted really uh, was uh, when we Zoomed with uh, myself and, and Kelly. And who'd have thought that uh, we'd still be here in July and, well, we're still talking about a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Same exact stuff. It seems like we've been, we're almost the same place. Uh, a little, a little uh, the ball's moving, the, the the ball's being, or the can's been kicked down the road, but uh, uh, it's a lot of the same topics. I mean, we talked about some of the same stuff today in my AD conference call than we did, we did three months ago. Yeah. Just for clarification, because things change. Well, and they, they do. It's uh, as another, another saying that's been used a lot during this pandemic, aside from the new normal, is a uh, fluid situation, because, you know, it's, it's always changing. And so, yeah. um, obviously we can only talk about what we know today and what we know today is, is currently 10 games on this a state football schedule is where it currently stands, but kind of, uh, an update Terry as to kind of where things are and maybe what you're hearing. And yeah, obviously you're involved, not only here at Arkansas state, but across the country, uh, with, uh, NCAA and so on and so forth, but just kind of give an update, if you will, a state of the union, if you will. Uh, I don't think you have enough time uh, for me to go back. I'll give you but, a whole uh, hour. <laughs> uh, just, a, just a quick snapshot is, uh, you know, you talked about the 10 games. Uh, we're, we're actively trying to fill those. I can tell you that right now. Uh, we have some options. And some of the options that we had that were, uh, that were coming down, well, their conferences made decisions to not play football this fall. But uh, still working on some of that stuff. Um, you know, I'll, I mean, and you guys know I'm, you know I'm not AD speak, but when I say this, all options are on the table right now. Um, and we have to have backups for our backups. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking at everything, and uh, testing protocols is the big challenge. We had a long call today about that, testing protocols, fall sports, men's, uh, uh, women's soccer and volleyball. Uh, those start dates, we're probably going to move those back uh, a little bit. Um you know, based on our call this morning, uh, you know, uh, there's just a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts that we're still trying to figure out. And, and you say a, a fluid, uh, everything's fluid. I always say every, everything that you pr put down on paper is a living, breathing document. It's, mm -hmm. a, li it, it, it's a living, breathing, it changes from day to day. So uh, um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll continue to, uh, uh, you know, very challenging uh, times for everybody. Um, you know, I think our students are like being back. Um, you know, the, the national narrative, which just really makes me mad uh, that we're persecuting our kids, making them come back. Uh, you know, that I couldn't, I couldn't have a SWAT team, Jonesboro police, UPD, and the national guard keep our guys off this campus from working out. Um, you know, the hardest thing to be is a the hardest thing be the hardest thing about being an athlete is being a former athlete, and when you take it away, everybody just assumes. And this is this national narrative just really makes me mad that these athletes are being exploited and all that kind of stuff. They want to be here. No one's holding a gun to anybody's head. 
to participate. If they don't want to play, they don't have to play. It's been like that since the beginning of time, and if the, if the rules stay the way it is, it's going to continue that way. Nobody is required to be an athlete. It is a privilege, okay? <laughs> and I've told a couple of national writers, if I, hear, if I ever see them write something like that, I'm never talking to them again because it's just it's a, it's false. And we have told all of our athletes, men and women, that if they don't feel comfortable about coming back and, pl- and competing, uh, they're, they're, they don't have to. We'll keep them on aid this first year and see where we are next year. Uh, and you know what? So far, we haven't had one of, the, one of them take us, take us up on it, not one. And we've offered it to all 350. So they want to be here. They want to be compete. When, 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 you've, when you've played sports your entire life and the la- you can't remember the last time you haven't played sports and all of a sudden it's taken away from you, your body, your, your mind, your spirit is, is affected. So getting yourself back into that academic and athletic routine is imperative. And so that's like I'm saying, we can't, we can't keep, it's hard to keep kids off the fields, uh, have, you know, you know, going to play pickup games and all that kind of stuff in town. They're always, everybody's trying to look for a game. I mean, Joel, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you see guys even today, mm-hmm. people that are, you know, 40, 50, my age that want to do pickup games just because yep. they, it's innate in them. They want to do it. They want to compete. They want to, they want to, they want to move their bodies. So can you imagine what a high-level athlete would be like? So anyway, sorry about that tangent, but, you know, I had to give you one. So, um, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a call with me if I didn't do one tangent. That's exactly uh, right. So, uh, so that's, that is, uh, that's that. And uh, obviously we're trying to get our fans to the point where they are comfortable and confident that are coming to watch us play or watch our team play is, is, uh, is, is in their mind. Uh, I'm going to send out a letter, hopefully, in the next week and a half to our season ticket holders and our fan base, just kind of give them the state of the union where we are on financially. Uh, that's my biggest worry right now, to be very candid, financially. And if you're on the fence about buying season tickets, we really need it. We need your annual funds. We need, if you're a sponsor, we need you to be uh, sponsoring. I mean, that's how we run our operation. Um, you know, uh, we get a small portion and student fees and a small portion from the university based on state laws. And we get a small, we get a, a portion from auxiliary funds. The rest is we eat what we kill. And uh, everybody wants us to be good. Everybody wants us to sustain success, but it, it, it requires funding. And my concern is that if people bow out this year, it could have adverse effects on us two to three years down the road. And uh, that's, that's not a scare tactic or anything like that. I just, I'm being realistic and um, I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I'm also a realist and very candid with people. And uh, in order to, uh, in order to know where you're going, you gotta know, you gotta know where you start. And we're just right now, this fiscal year, we're starting at a, at a little different point than we've had since I've been here. Uh, it was more like when I first got here uh, in 12. Uh, so, um, we're going to continue to grind. I got a great staff. Um, I would say that if you get a call from Adam, Carlos, Cole, uh, Casey, uh, Claire, anybody in our office, uh, please take the call, uh, entertain them a little bit, and uh, please talk to them about the, the options that we're giving our fans right now to renew and to uh, give back. So anyway, that's where we are, bud. 
Well, I want to ask you this, Terry, and kind of put you on the spot a little bit. But you know, if if Terry Mahajer could could plot and plan out this upcoming college football season, how would you do it? Well, I think you. I, I think what happens is the, the the frustrating part for me has been, and I I left our call on Friday, and I got a call from the commissioner, and he says I can tell you're frustrated is we have a lot of advice and a lot of medical experts on our calls. Uh, you know, we have the uh, NCA COVID-19 advisory panels. We have the Sunbelt COVID-19 advisory panels. Our, our chair is on the NCA uh, board, uh, COVID advisory panel. So, um, you know, I think the, the challenge is we're really not talking about practical usage in some of the suggestions or some of the mandates we're putting putting down. I think we haven't had enough conversations with our coaches and our, our infectious disease doctors and our endemiologists, which are all brilliant people and, and great minds. But I think you also have to look at how do you how do you uh, how do you apply those safety uh, measures in practicality. I don't think we've had enough of that. So I think I would, I would do a little bit more of that getting in the room and they say, okay, this, tell me how a practice works. You know, some of these people don't understand practices. I think I was the first one to bring up the COVID-19 about the, the face shields and how you can bring, you have a upper face shield and you have a lower, you could possibly put lower face shields under for the bar so they cover your mouth. No one brought that up. Uh, and we're now mandated uh, in the league, uh, that everybody has to wear face shields. And so those are just some of the things that people that played and coached that I think can bring to the table that was not talked about. So, um, you know, I think that's, those are some of the things I think could just be helpful. Uh, it's not to, uh, overrule or anything like that, just to be helpful on some of the, uh, some of the, uh, suggested practices and protocols, so to speak. Um, anyway, so those are some of the things I think, and I also really studying what the uh, major league soccer is doing, and also the premier soccer leagues. I think they've really kind of they've got to kind of figure out how they isolate test positives and how they do contact tracing and all that good stuff. I mean, if you watch, I, and I I enjoy soccer, so I, I I enjoy watching the premier leagues over in Europe, and you know, especially when there was times when there's other sports. I mean, they're all over, over each other. They're touching each other, and how they're how they're handling that, I think, would also be. We're not really talking about that. Um, getting more data from the NBA, maybe Major League, would be some more um, stuff that I would probably insist on. But so anyway, that, those are just some of the things. If the world revolved around me and what I would do, but of course that's not the case. And and uh, I'm just uh, I'm just a guy in Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, trying to create a comfortable and, uh, environment for our fans and, and try to create as much health and safety for our players while preserving the financial stability of our program. We're joined by Athletic Director Terry Mahajer on the Back in Action Hotline. Terry, you, you mentioned fans, and I know the last time myself and you and uh, Dr. Kelly Dampis, uh had a Zoom call, 
we we talked about a, a plan that you had in place, and I think at that time was like 30 pages uh, in regards to safety protocols yeah. and how you can make uh, it's still possible for there to be a limited number of fans at Centennial Bank Stadium. Uh, where is where is that report now, and 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 how is that kind of uh, proceeding uh, at this point, uh, being July 21st? Well, it's it's over 40 pages, but I mean, um, it's just I, I I'd say you know some of the protocols we have on campus, you know, you're basically scaling uh, classrooms for social distancing, which is which is which is a lot of work, and uh, our our staff is doing a great job on that, our university staff. Um, but when you're dealing with the public, sponsorships, money, revenues, refunds, uh, you know, donors, uh, players all that kind of stuff, it becomes a little bit more compl compl uh, complicated. So that's why we, we're really being, um, you know, cautious and, and, and very uh, intentional in every word that we put down. Um, I mean, things are changing. Um, you know, how we contact trace, uh, how you isolate, how you test. Um, even today we learned some new information about testing protocols, uh, about accepted testing protocols for the conference which will change the, our financial picture of testing and our result time. So that will be something we'll add to our plan. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be submitting some other plans for practice to our emergency management group on campus. And um, so, I mean, it, it, just, it just changes daily. Um, and, and what there are some, just some unknowns still out there when we bring, you know, when, when, Volleyball's first practice. When's soccer's first practice? Um, when is the first competition date? Uh, we have an idea based on today's call, but as of Friday, it wasn't. We were planning differently. So now, what will it look like next week? I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I just, you know, again, I, I wish, <laughs> wish I had more concrete answers for you. That's not something I like to say. Is I don't know or. Uh, but it is, and I guess we just, we just got to continue to look, see how this stuff plays out. I want to shift gears a little bit with you, uh, Terry. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion nationally uh, that has involved uh, Arkansas State and the Red Wolves trademark and obviously the Washington Redskins and uh, the, the changing of their mascot. Um, kind of, if you would, just kind of sum up that, uh, if you could, in, in a few words to, to kind of – the, the conversations and if there's any and uh, how that would impact Arkansas state and what, what all would be involved in that? Well, we, you know, we haven't really had any conversations with them and any inquiries we have, I just sent them over to our, to Brad Phelps, our general counsel's office in Little Rock. And uh, you know, it's flattering to my mind, it's flattering. We'll see, you know, we, we do have a registered mark, Red Wolves and it's trademarked. And, and so, if it came down to that, we'll we'll deal with it accordingly, like we do everything else. And you know, it's other than that, I love our brand. Um, you know, I love I uh, love the Red Wolves, and you know, I'm around. Look, there's there's you know, and I I brought this up on a call with Kelly and Lynn Fry and Brad Phelps and uh, Katie Young and, and uh, Katie, sorry, um, that uh, um, you know, there's nobody that goes around the country that promotes the Red Wolf brand probably more than I do. Uh, I told him I put on the pinstripes and walk through airports, got Red Wolf pins on and, and uh, uh, you know, go all over the country representing our brand. And uh, so, I mean, I'm, 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 I love it and uh, I, I believe in it. 
and I think it's fantastic, and it's a, it's a great logo. Our people on campus did a great job with it. It's a great name, uh, uh, number one, because of what they eat. I, like, I love what they eat uh, so, uh, and what they hunt. Uh, that's that's even better. That's the that's the best part about the logo brand, uh, and you can say what it is. I, oh, anybody. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so uh, Jerry Scott just looked at me. He's like, "Why do you always pick a fight, man? Why do you?" <laughs> so, uh, um, um, but um, yeah, I mean, so we're very proud of it, and and um, you know, I, I when I when I see when I go to D.C. or I go see the congressmen and. They want to be, hey, Mr. Red Wolf, you know, it's kind of cool. You know, it's, I, I love it. So uh, I, love, I love the brand. I love, I love being a Red Wolf. Uh, I love representing the Red Wolves. And, and so it's important to us. So that's not all I can say. <laughs> well, you know, since you kind of alluded to things being on the menu, uh, and you did earlier in this interview mention the fact that, you know, you are actively looking to fill a couple spots in that schedule. Does anything yeah. in state have any chance? I mean, is there any any competition in state at all that you know that you could uh, be looking at to fill uh, that? Since it is safer to stay within the state, right, Terry? Well, I think so. Uh, you know, and I've I've reached out. I've I've talked to every Division One AD in the in the state. How about that? So uh, I've talked to UCA about some options. I. Pine Bluff obviously was was going to be an option, uh, and, and haven't heard I haven't heard that the door was completely cut, closed on that yet. Uh, so um, taught, raced out to Hunter uh, over there, and uh, you know just to see what they're going to be doing. But no one really knows, you know, the SEC doesn't they're, they're not confirmed what they're doing yet. So um, you know they would have to have some teams uh, bail out on them. Um, and then they'd have to go conference only. And if they went conference only, they'd have to have a plus one model. And uh, they, they could play somebody else outside their conference, kind of like what Florida State, Florida, Florida State, uh, South Carolina, Clemson, if, if they went that model. I don't know. That's, those are all speculations. Mm. But, uh, but I reached out. Yeah, he's, a great, he's a really good guy. And, and uh, so we'll see. All right. Uh, last question for lack, you. Not, not for lack of trying. I got you. Last question for you, and then uh, I'll let you go. Just, uh, I would like for you to just kind of tell the listening and viewing family, Terry, what you've learned about your staff, uh, the coaches, the student athletes during what has been a tremendously trying time uh, since March throughout this pandemic. I would just like for you to talk about what you've learned about your staff, the people that, uh, of course, uh, your peers and so on and so forth uh, throughout this pandemic, because it has been uh, extremely trying. And, and I know you've learned a lot uh, about a lot of folks that are around you. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a great staff, except for Jerry Scott. Not really sure. <laughs> well, he's uh, a big Barry Manilow fan, whatever. I hear. Yeah, I, I think I think I mean I, every time I walk by, he's listening to new kids on the block in the in his office. I'm not really sure about him, you know. So, uh, but no, uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I got a great staff, man. And in moments time, if I need anybody to come up or get on a call, if it's two o'clock in the morning or you know, you know, whenever it is, people will people will come come to the call um, and, and answer the call. I should say, it will, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, answer the call and um you know um i think 
the hardest thing for my staff and me as a manager managing our staff is the unknown and giving people really clean, clear direction. It's easy to do that with your easier to do that with your external staff that's selling and tickets and just bang it, you know, you're dialing for dollars basically. It's some of the other areas that you're, you know, you're kind of treading water on. You're not really sure which way to go. Um, compliance is still compliance. Uh, but yeah, I've got real, we got great staff, man. Um, uh, we're, we're very blessed and, and, you know, um, um, I'm, I'm blessed to represent those folks and they're, I'm blessed that they represent us, uh, in the community and nationally when they are talking to people. So yeah, they've done a great job and, and, uh, you know, um, I, I, I feel like that I probably need to do a better job with, because there's so much stuff that's happening on a daily basis, to believe it or not, of direction. And that's probably just something I, I need to check myself on. Uh, but, you know, but as far as work ethic, answering the call, I mean, I, you can't ask for anybody better than this staff, including Jerry Scott. <laughs> Jer Bear, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, he helps us a ton along with the rest of the the great folks over there, man. And I appreciate you oh, yeah. taking the time, my friend, to join us today. Well, I appreciate you, Joe. You know, I hate to say this, Joe. I don't think you're gonna be able to be on the sideline this year, buddy. Well, uh, we're we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about that. Let's not talk about that on there. We'll talk about well, that. I know. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, that's part of the I'm gonna be on your back wherever you're at. I'm at. Will it be as one? Yes, yes. Uh, we'll be our own plus one, Timo. Well, I mean, unless you can, like, I don't know, pull cables or something like that. Hey, man, that. do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, I know you would. I know you, I know you would. Hey, I appreciate all the good work you've done for us and continue to talk about the Red Wolves, and I appreciate you, man. All right, brother man. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Athletic Director Terry Mahajer, he's one of a kind. And uh, you can just tell. Uh, knowing him like I do, he's, he's a, a no nonsense kind of dude. He's a, what you see is what you get guy. And, um, he's never really one to skirt around subjects or conversations. And you can just tell in talking to Terry, there's so much that even he doesn't know, right? There's so much up in the air right now and it's July 21st, right? I mean, it's in at some point in time, you're going to reach a deadline, and you got to make a decision where where a decision's going to be made. Yeah. You know, he referenced the SEC, and maybe do they go with a plus one model? You know, do they do they play nine conference games in one non conference right. game, which would make a hell of a lot of sense for uh, two teams in this state, considering yeah. one of them has a couple vacancies right now. Right. If, if that's the motto, you know, and if, if that's the model that you have to use. Um, but there's a lot of things that we don't know, you know, as he talks about trying to actively, uh, fill up those two games on the, on the schedule. That is of course, without knowing what the Sunbelt decides to do. Right. Yeah. You know? And so there's so much that, uh, is unknown right now that, uh, you know, it can change by the minute it can change by the day. You know, he referenced UAPB. Mm-hmm. Well, it just happened this morning they, they, where, where the SWAT came out and yep. said they're going to push things until spring. Yeah. You know, and so right there is a great example, perfect example of having Terry on the show. And UAPB was a possibility to fill in one of those slots. And now we're not sure that it's completely dead. Right. But 
when their conference is saying, hey, we're not playing until the spring, uh, as I said before we even talked to Terry or even Blake, I personally feel as if we are, we are, <laughs> we are getting eerily close to the point where spring football is becoming more and more likely. A reality. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong. But it just feels like dominoes keep falling, and the more they keep falling, they're falling in, in they're in an arrow design pointing towards spring. Right. Now let's let's hope that maybe that's not the case, but uh at, at this point I have no idea myself personally, uh even what to think. I, I think if you'd asked me two months ago, I'd have said football, no doubt, even without fans. Uh but as you start losing games on your schedule. I mean, how much sense does it make? Right. And then you look, and something that I, I didn't even get to talk to Terry or Coach Anderson about was when you look at how brutal their conference road schedule is, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. And if you're talking about social distancing and all these things, all these protocols, it's going to be extremely tough on them. Yep. I mean, your first trip is to Conway, South Carolina. I mean, that's not an easy trip. Right. I mean, when you look at the trips that this team is scheduled to make as it currently stands at Coastal Carolina, at App State, at Lafayette, and at San Marcos, let me just tell you, none of those are easy trips. No. None of them. None of those are easy trips, and you're having to do so with safety protocols on top of this. And so uh, it's – it is. It's It's fluid. It's interesting, and we have no idea. And uh, we could talk to Terry next week. And it could be a completely different mindset. Everything can be completely different. So, anyway, appreciate Athletic Director Terry Mahajer joining us. Of course, Coach Blake Anderson uh, joining us in hour number one. 11.35. I don't play ACDC on this show too much, but I will do it for the one, the only, Athletic Director Terry Mahajer. We'll hit this break. We'll come back. We'll get into five random facts on this Tuesday. Brought to you by Orville's Men's Store. Shop Orville's. Show off your stash. Yes, I- 